So let us turn to the word of God and see what the Lord has in store for us. Father, let your anointing flow as we listen to your word in the name of Jesus Christ. May you speak unto each one of us as you will. We are the sheep of your pasture, the flock under your care. And it is my prayer that, Father, may we hear the shepherd as he speaks unto us. May we be able to follow in Jesus' name. In the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18, we read up to 20. The word of God says, And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting an net into the sea. They were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and they followed him. The main message is on verse 19. Then he said to them, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. I remind you of what we have shared in times past. Where the word of God says that today if you hear my voice, do not harden your heart, or today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. And here there is an interesting aspect that the Lord lays forth as he speaks unto his disciples. And it is the word that has been, that has come upon my spirit as I, as, as, as I waited to see what is it that we're going to share, what it is that we're going to hear from the Lord today. And this command was simply follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. And I kept on meditating on follow me. What is the essence of follow me, follow me. And so I pass it across unto us as it has come unto my spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Now realize right from the very outset, as we look at the mission that we have here at home, to make disciples of all nations. And I told you it is not a command that has been given unto only the pastors, unto whoever it might be, unto those that are in leadership. It is a command that has been given unto whoever is a disciple of the Lord. Praise God. You are a disciple of God, I'm a disciple of God. And he commands you and I to make disciples. And I've given unto each one of us that particular call, that in this year, just make it to be a desire of your spirit, that God, today, this year, I will bring one soul to be a disciple of yours in Jesus' name. Just one. The Bible says, just one soul is more precious than the whole world put together. All the value and the riches and what have you of the world put everything together. It cannot equal the value of one soul. And so he calls unto us, he says, make disciples. And I'm praying that the same grace may rest upon each one of us. And always be alert to hear that the Spirit of the Lord is going to speak to you. Reach out unto that man, unto that woman, unto that young man, unto that young lady, unto that child. Wherever it may be, that he will place the word in your mouth. Speak as he grants. Don't be afraid. He says, Lo, I am with you. I will lead you to that man. I will lead you to that particular soul. Let us be obedient, for that's what it is that he is requiring of us in the name of Jesus Christ. 
So we look at the beginning of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as you look at it, you'll find that one call kept, kept ringing out. One call kept reaching out to all who would hear. Whoever would hear him, this particular call in all his messages, this call, this message was sort of coded into it. Some places he placed it openly, but in all the other places, it is as if it was basically put into whatever it is that he was saying. And that was that one word, follow me. That is, follow Jesus. Now let us turn it around. And look at your neighbor and tell him, follow him. Look at somebody else, tell him again, follow him. That is Jesus. Now remove that him and say, follow Jesus. Give him his, his name as he is. Now, as, as I've said there, you know, when the Bible says, it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever, in that whosoever will believe in him, is again hidden in it, is that particular same call. He's simply saying, follow me. That whosoever will believe in him. So whosoever will follow, follow, follow me. Basically, that's what it is that he's putting across. You know, look even in the, in the wonderful proclamation as he went, he started his ministry, John was doing the same. But when he came up and saying, repent for the kingdom of God is near. What was in that particular message? It is the same message simply saying, follow, follow me. For in repenting, it was that aspect of turning around and getting to follow him. Changing direction. You don't change direction and stand static, static in that same, same place. He's telling you, repent for the kingdom of God. That is, you, as you turn, you follow. You, you're following what it is that is calling you. And in essence, basically when you look at it, you find that he sends his word. That we may hear his voice. And in hearing his voice, we may be able to follow him. Remember his simple words, he says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow, follow me. So all along it's as if that is a, it's a coded message in everything that God has ever said. Even look in the Garden of Eden. As his, his voice comes through, you know, through the garden, uh, you know, as the voice kept coming through, one message kept on coming through. Is basically telling Adam, follow me. Because as long as that voice was in the garden, Adam was on the straight line. Eve was on the straight line. But the moment the voice stopped coming into the garden, you can see what has happened in the whole world. Look at the turmoil and look at the pain. Look at the suffering. Look at the you know, the vileness that has entered the whole earth and the whole world. Why? Because that voice, that voice stopped being heard. It stopped to come. And when the moment that voice ceases to be there, there is no following. Why? He says, because my sheep 
hear my voice. And they follow. The power to follow comes from the arrival of the voice. Or the sound of his voice being heard. And if his voice is not heard, there is no following. And that's what the Lord is trying to reach out unto each one of us. And he's asking, are you hearing me? Follow me. As we have said that when Adam ceased to follow, you know what happened to Adam. And in looking at what the Lord has said in our following him, remember what he says in Romans chapter 11 verse 29. He says that for the gift for God's gifts or the gifts of God and his call, they are irrevocable. They are without repentance, another, another one said. He will not change his mind, another version says, concerning what he has already said. Because when that voice goes forth, it is a voice that is drawing you and I that we may be able to follow. And in all of creation, he says, all creation displays his glory that we may be able to follow. It's because he made you and I to be followers. If we don't follow him, we shall follow something else. That is the nature of us human beings. That we'll always be drawn unto something. That's why you find that when the God is not being worshipped, people will follow idols. They will go and bow before idols. They will bow before a statue and cry to that particular statue, bless me and do whatever it is. But the statue is stagnant. It doesn't can do anything to that particular individual. But somehow in the mindset, people follow all these particular things. They, they follow other human beings or whatever it might be. But realize, he says the gifts and the call of God are without repentance. But in that particular gift of the, that the Lord gives, one of the most powerful gifts he gives unto us, you find it in Romans chapter 6 verse 23 where he says, the wages of sin is death. But the free gift or the gift of God is eternal life. He is giving unto you and unto I eternal life. But realize to find life. The scripture tells us something very interesting about finding life. Hear what, what the scripture says about finding life. He says, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Now his gift is eternal life. But here what the scripture is saying, and these are the words of Jesus Christ himself. He says that there is life, yes, which is there. God has already given that gift of eternal life. But he says to find it, to find that life, the way is straight. The way is difficult. And he says the gate is narrow and few find it. And I want you to ask yourself, am I one of those few that are finding this particular, this particular, this particular life? Because scripture tells us there that it is, it is difficult to find that life. Now, 
As we move on, remember, he says, follow me. And hence, when he says, my gift is eternal life, again, he's essentially telling you, follow me, so that you may receive this particular, this gift that I am giving across unto you. It is difficult to get it, but follow, follow me. The way is narrow, it's, it's not an easy, it's a straight way. It is very difficult to get through that particular way because it is not broad, it is narrow. You will squeeze within it to try to get through. But it says, follow me because I will bring you finally into this particular place. I will give you life. Now he tells us clearly in John chapter 14 verse 6 where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. So he's telling us what? He says, to find this life, which is, he says, it is difficult to find this life. But he says, to find this life, you must find yourself in him. That is, he is the way, the truth, and the life. So, to find the life, then you must find yourself in him. So, ask yourself as you sit in there, are you in him? Are you in the Lord Jesus Christ? You must walk your path, your path you are walking must be in him because he is the way. So ask yourself, is the path I am walking really in the Lord himself or am I walking in my own illusion or my own delusions or whatever it is that I am, I am holding on? You know, he says to, fi to, find, to find that particular life is basically it is to express. That truth, to express that truth or that reality of your being in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so ask yourself, in my life, am I expressing this truth, expressing this reality? Now realize, to express that reality is only found by following, by following him. Because we cannot, he is the truth. He alone is the truth. So if at all we are to express him, we must be able to continually follow him. And the more we follow him, then our life automatically expresses that truth that we are following. If we don't follow him and we follow anything else, you can rest assured, we start expressing that which we are following. It's just like if I have got friends that are worldly and friends that hate God, the more I follow those particular friends and I, I, I follow them, you will find I start expressing them in one way or another. The company I keep determines what sort of character that I'm going to start displaying. It, it, does, it doesn't matter who I am. So ask yourself, what is my current location in, with regard to following him? Where am I in, in, the, in that particular equation of following him? Am I following him from outside or am I in him that I may be able to? Because he is the way. So you can't follow the way from outside. Remember, you must get your feet in that particular way. And that is living a life, as we said last time, a life that is submitted to God. Now, quickly, why is it that, you know, the way is difficult or the way is, 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 is straight or narrow? First and foremost, that every person has their own unique path in this way. Jesus is the way. He is the way. But each one of us, we've got a unique path in that particular way. If this is the Lord, let's assume this is the Lord Jesus Christ. Each one of us, we've got a specific place 
that we walk in this particular path because your path is designed to fit only you and only you may walk in that particular in, 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 in those particular steps in those particular footsteps because those steps that you walk in are designed only for you and you alone to walk in them. If they cannot fit any other man or any other, any other woman. So, you know, it says, your path is designed to fit only you. You may not walk in that path with another person. Don't try to pull somebody to come to be like you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you are unique, he or she is unique. So each one of us, I encourage each one of you, I want you to seek to find the place where you are, your feet are to be in that particular path. Because we are all in this way, as it follows, each one of you that believe. But where your footsteps on this way will never be similar to where I stay. Where you step and where I step will always be different. We cannot step in the same place. That is where the Lord has, he's, he's so huge. And he fits all of us within him. And that's why we keep on saying, do not try to copy another man, another man's style. Follow Jesus. Do not try to seek another man's way or whatever. Follow him. Submit to the Lord. Find the place, you know, find your own slot, if I may be able to say. Is, you, know, you know, like the, the jigsaw puzzle, each one of us fits in a particular given place in the Lord Jesus Christ. If at all, this is the place you are supposed to fit. Even if I try to fit myself in that place, my head is shaped differently. Our two heads cannot fit in the same place. But that's some of the things that we keep on doing in our walk, in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. I try to, to be like um, Neville. I try to be like uh, my brother Dwayne. I try to be like my brother Jay. But the Lord is calling each one of us into a particular given spe specific way. Now hear what he says in Acts chapter 17 verse 28. He says in Acts 17 verse 28, For in him we live, we move, and we have our being. What is he telling you that, you know, you know, believe in him because in him we live. So if you don't believe him 100%, realize something, you'll live otherwise. You know, believe his word because his word in him we live, in him, in the Lord Jesus. His word is all that we have. Let your faith be continually be informed by his promises. You know, let his love be the impulse that propels your every action. And let the love of God be the fountain from which every word that you speak comes out of your lips in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because in him we live, we have and we live and move and have our being. What is he saying? Allow yourself and I allow myself to flow in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, as a, as a river flows, you know, allow yourself to be that flexible in him, to flow continually as the Lord desires you to flow. Remember what he says, outside of the Lord Jesus Christ, that is, apart from the Lord, you are walking in uncharted, uncharted country or uncharted territory. It's a territory where there is no way and there is no map when you stand outside. So if anybody is still outside Jesus Christ, 
You have not known Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You are on the outside. You are in the uncharted territory. You don't know where it is you are going. And you will end, essentially, at the end of the day, it's like you are in a maze. You know, in a maze where you don't have a beginning, you don't have an end. You'll keep on going round and round and round. But he wants your eyes to be open to be able to see him. And that's why he says to us, in, is it in John chapter 8 verse 12, that I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He's asking you, follow, follow me. But why? Because outside Jesus is pitch darkness. And I wanted to ask myself, am I in this particular light? Remember what the Ecclesiastes said, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. That is, outside of him, if we don't follow the Lord Jesus Christ, then we are in that realm of vanity. And all that we do ends up being vanity and all of it is wasted. But realize what he says, for by him all things were created. That is Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 and 17. By him all things were created, things that are in heaven and things that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, whether dominions, whether principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he says, and, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. So he says, all things were created for him, by him, and for him. You are for him, and I am for him. And then he comes and he says in that scripture that in him, you know, all things consist. You can only, uh, that is, you consist in him. As because we have been created by him and for him. So I want each one of us, let us ask the Lord, where, will my, where does my foot step? You know, where does my foot fit? in you so that i may be able to walk in you oh lord let that be the cry that comes unto out of our lips because realize the kingdom of god is vast but the vastness of that particular kingdom to enter it the place of entry for each one of you it is only unique to you the entry point in the lord jesus christ because how you believe is not the way i believe but the entry point for each one of us into this kingdom, that slot can only fit you. So don't hold on to another person's coat. Don't hold on to another person's, you know, whatever garment, hoping that I, I will, he will pull me or she will pull me into the kingdom. I want each one of you to rise up and cry unto the Lord. Father, let me discover my slot in the kingdom. Realize he says the gate is narrow and difficult it is to go through to find that particular life. That is the kingdom he calls us unto. It is so vast, but God wants you and I to find that slot of ours and we may be able to go through in the name of Jesus Christ. So in, in finishing, what I'm trying to tell us is follow the Lord Jesus. I don't know whether you are following him or you are following, you, you, we may follow our own mind, we may follow other things that may surround us. But he's trying to pass that particular word into our spirit. Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me in your words, in your everything. Follow me. Don't jump on conclusions of whatever. Follow me. I've got the answer and I've got what it is that you desire. And in, the, in, in this particular final verse, if you look at it, in, that is John chapter 21, verse 19 and 21. There are a place where he says, this he spoke, that is when, about when he was about to go. 
He got the disciples together. He had found them on the, on the sea. They were trying to fish one night, and that is after his resurrection. And they hadn't gotten any fish. Then after he found them, at the final discussion is discussing with Peter. He tells Peter the following words. These he spoke signifying by what death Peter will glorify God. And when he had spoken these, he said to Peter, follow me. He began with follow me. He's finishing again with the same words, follow me. At the beginning of Peter's call, it was follow me. At the end of the time when he's parting with the master, the master is still telling him what? Follow me. Every moment of the day, the Lord is telling you and I, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. Now hear what he said. Peter turned around and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following, who also had leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Then Peter seeing him said to the Lord, Lord, what about this man? Now hear what the Lord Jesus answered him. If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? Basically, the Lord is telling Peter, mind your own path. Mind your own call. Mind the calling of God upon your life. Forget about what Jay is doing. He is doing his call. Forget about what Sarah is doing. She is doing her call. Forget about what Dwayne is doing. He is doing his call. What I am calling you to do is what? Follow me. Because your call and your purpose in my life is unique. Focus on your calling. Focus on your gifting, my brother or my sister. Start up that gifting. Start up that, uh, that calling for the benefit of the Lord and for the benefit of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be preoccupied by others, as Peter was getting preoccupied by John. John is trying to follow, follow, following in his own style. Peter is forgetting he's been told to follow, and he starts to wonder, why, why? Many times we waste so much time trying to correct John. You are not doing it right, you are not doing it right, you are not doing it right. When, and we forget, we ourselves, we are supposed to be following the Lord. So we waste so much of our time and our, our time, you know, criticizing, imagining, uh, look how brother so-and-so did it, hear how he's speaking, you know, hear how he's shouting, you know, in all those particular things that, you know, we may criticize each other and say whatever we want to say about each other, and we forget the calling that God has called us on to follow me. If we go as we go, let us just remember that one thing. Follow me. Do not be preoccupied with others. Remember Moses and Aaron. Moses was continually hearing God. Aaron didn't hear God at any time. Do you know what? Aaron was always waiting to hear what Moses is going to say. But every one of them continued in their calling. Oh, both of them, those were the callings of God for this man. Moses was hearing from the main source. Aaron was hearing from the second, but Aaron was content. He was a high priest. But yet somehow, God told it that he was not to hear from God. He was hearing from Moses only, all throughout. And when you look at Elijah and Elisha, mighty men of God. But when Elisha is called, Elijah was serving God. But what was Elisha doing? Elisha was serving Elijah all his life 
You don't find anywhere where he's going to prophesy to do anything. He was the, the servant, all running up and down. That was his calling, but he maintained in that particular call. And you know what finally happened? When Elijah stepped aside, the call of Elijah changed. He got into those particular shoes. That became now his call. And he did twice. He had a double anointing than what Elijah had. The mighty Elijah found out the one who came after him was twice as powerful as the original, original Elijah. No wonder Jesus said, even he believes in me, the things that I do he will do, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Follow me. If you follow him, my brother and my sister, our lives are not going to be the same again. The church of the Lord is going to change. And from this week, determine, I will not follow what I am hearing. I'm not going to depend on what I see on the internet. I'm not going to depend on what everybody is speaking because all of us will speak. You will hear a million people say, telling you, that says the Lord, that says the Lord, that says the Lord, that says the Lord. How many that says the Lord are you going to listen to? Open your own ear and hear what the Lord is speaking to you. Yeah, that's, you hear his voice? Yes, because my sheep hear my voice. And they follow me. Don't run, hecklers, get running here and there, here and there to hear his voice. No, it is not outside there. It's right on the inside there. He says, you will hear my voice. Follow me. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that whoever is here, I myself and your sons and daughters who are here, those ones who are on Zoom, open our ears that we shall hear you and we shall follow you in Jesus' name.